Well, welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Stusik, and with me, as always, we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube? Please, introduce yourselves, adventurers. Alright, I'm going again. Uh, my name is Richard, and I'm playing Andrew. Thank you, Richard. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Lizette. Elliot? Brandon, you don't need to do this. No. You don't Brandon, need to no. join them. Why? Why have you turned to the dark side, Brennan? I think that we should give him one. <laughs> All right, he can have one. <laughs> one. This this one time. My name is Craig, and I'm playing Salem. And lastly, my name is Brennan, and I'll be playing Rex. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Everybody gets one. I couldn't resist. <laughs> All right. So last we left off our heroes were flying over the Dunderson desert they scavenged some parts from the body of a fallen dragon that they had dispatched a couple of episodes back but just as they were finishing they felt a rumbling in the ground and they looked over saw a burrowing mound of sand making its way towards them quickly uh, and with some fantastic use of uh, dimension door most of the party that was down on the ground was able to get back up, except for the slad. And as Andrew jumped back down to grab the slad, a giant purple worm burst from the ground, knocking the slad, uh, but rolling enough, low enough that the slad didn't die and wasn't eaten. And so Andrew was able to fall down, cast Featherfall, grab the slad and Dimension Door back to the ship. And then you spent several days looking for this mysterious black tower. You witnessed several weird things of the desert, ruins covered in spiders, a floating scorpion cluster. And as we came to the second night, you saw ahead of you this bright, flashing nightclub for lack of a better word this word this oasis with spotlights shining into the sky and all manner of mounts and vehicles parked outside and you were flagged down in your ship by a skeleton who called to you invited you into the overnight oasis underneath this neon skyright sign and handed each of the four of you one betting chip and said alright everybody so there's only three rules here at the Overnight Oasis one tip your servers two don't kill your servers and three if you're going to kill each other please do it outside on the sand it's a lot easier to clean up alright now welcome to the Overnight Oasis please make sure you're gone by morning uh, and uh, you park your airship and you are welcomed to the Overnight Oasis uh, before you, you see that out on the sand, there are all of these mounts that I described last time. A pile of bones that are very clearly like an elephant bone pile. There's a tamed purple worm. There's a bunch of elemental like sand buggies and windsurfers and all this stuff. And you see people milling about, all manner of people wearing all manner of, for the most part, incredibly 
nice and fancy clubwear. The, there are like flapper dresses and tuxedos and morning coats. And there are all of these like people kind of in bedazzled jackets. Uh, you also see people in rough and ready clothing. Uh, people look like they maybe just came from the deserts. You see uh, people wearing big flowy desert robes and a few people in like these leather jackets. Um, and yeah, you see all manner of people and bustling and moving about throughout them are just dozens of skeletons, making sure everyone is tended to and welcome. And what would you guys like to do? Hey, Salem. Yes? Do you mind quickly just punching me in the face just a, just a little bit? Just just a little punch. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Um, sh sure, Andrew. Um, all right. <laughs> I guess I hit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not resisting. He's invited no. it. I think you hit for sure. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ah! <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is real. What the hell? Yeah. Ah! I mean, we we can't find the damn tower, but we can find this place. I. I have no idea, but, well, uh, I know an opportunity when I see one. <laughs> I, I just, I, I feel like alarm bells are sounding for me here. Like, the skeletons that are taking people's coats. We're seeing, like, zombie bellhops, or is it just all skeletons? I don't know. Uh, there are a few zombies, but mostly it's desiccated. Like, if there's, if there's zombies, they're, like, dry. Like, they've been, oh, like, God. out in the desert sun for a while. That's, oh, crispy. Nice. Yeah. Can we really say here? Is this, is this safe? I mean, I feel like we're quite underdressed. <laughs> uh, lucky for you, I always come prepared. <laughs> uh, Rex looks down at, like, the navy blue, like, coveralls he's wearing and the makeshift, like, um, splint, uh, just like pieces of patrick metal affixed to like a harness on top of them yes i think my attire may not be suited to the environment uh, roll me a perception check who anybody whoever would like i'll roll one all right i've got a uh a six a six yes uh yeah you're underdressed mm. <laughs> i got a 16 a 16 uh there, like I, there's a whole manner of people. It seems like there are people for whom this is like an evening out, and there are people who were just traveling across the desert who happen to arrive at the overnight oasis. So there are a lot of people who are like dressed to the nines, but there are a few people who are dressed in much more like workaday clothes. Rex starts prestidigitating his his clothing cleaner than it was before <laughs> from the, the desert travel and whatnot. You actually probably would have seen him doing that uh, frequently as well, but he's, he's doing it to be extra thorough. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Salem, you, you said you, you got extra clothes to spare? Andrew. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'd rather just kind of go in like not looking like a homeless person. No, no, Andrew. I mean, of course I do. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, then. I don't know that I have anything sized for our new companion, but uh, I'll take a look. Perhaps a jacket. Amazing. 
Uh, Salem, with your wardrobe, there's no problem. Uh, the only thing might be for your new companion, I would say just roll me a luck check. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to spend my human determination on this. <laughs> Before you get in for gambling. Amazing. That is hilarious. Yep. Natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. uh, it nice. is it was worth it. Is tailored for Rex. Right? Oh my god. Uh, you know, and, I don't yeah, know fully fine. why I brought this, but uh, <laughs> I just I just had a feeling. You know, you, you meet folks out on the road, and sometimes people need nice clothes for occasions, and it's not really, doesn't fit me anymore. So uh, Anymore, as in this used to fit you? Well, I've had it tailored. <laughs> ah, I see. I'm thinking you've lost a substantial amount of weight in that case. Well, um, Rex. <laughs> goodness, no. No, uh, but this one should fit you just fine. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Salem. Uh, what does it look like? Uh, well, hmm. Salem's <laughs> sense of style is rather different than most folks' sense of style, but uh, they, they did try to keep a general wardrobe available. So they procure from the depths of their traveling trunk a... Uh, spiked pauldron leather jacket. Uh, it probably looks a bit more biker gang than Rex is used to. <laughs> um, and it's got buckles and uh, fanciful things all over it. Mm. So cool. Uh, Rex takes a look at it and just sort of like admires it, gives like a, like a, a nod towards like, this is pretty badass, not gonna lie. I, uh, thank you. I run with a different crowd back in the day, so... And, uh, yeah, Axel put that on over his attire at the very least. Perfect. Uh, and Salem, oh, yeah. Strange that this clothing. desert has geese in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I suppose the oasis has everything. Ah, uh, yes, the elusive desert geese. Yeah. You I've see, read about like, them quite a bit. Yeah, swimming out on the, the water of the oasis, there is a little gaggle of desert geese. They're like Canada geese, but they're all tawny colored. Um, but they're even more aggressive, if anything. Uh, oh, no. Seeing a gaggle of desert geese, Rex immediately knows that they are absolutely up to no good whatsoever. <laughs> Probably the most dangerous thing in here. Um, Very worse than the slot, by far. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, doesn't trust them whatsoever. And you watch as in his hand, suddenly there's like a soft golden light as this apparatus suddenly appears. And it's um, it's uh, um, the evil Scanomatic 5000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's going to use uh, Detect Evil and Good. Okay. Uh, what is the, the range on Detect <laughs> Evil and Good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, within, uh, I don't know how far he is, but it's within 60 feet. He can detect the presence of any fiends, undead. Uh, I think those are the two. Perfect. There's a tremendous number of undead. Okay. Uh, they're like, the staff of the Overnight Oasis is undead. Celestial um, fiends and undead within 60 feet. Yeah. Perfect. Ooh, Celestial. Okay, you. There are a couple of celestial bodies. Like you can, you don't see them, but you can uh, sense them inside um, the actual building. Uh, and of course, the geese are fiends. Oh, of course. I knew it. I knew it the moment I saw it. I just wanted to confirm my own bias. <laughs> Amazing. And Salem, what uh, what outfits do you procure for the rest of the party? And with that natural twenty, it's whatever you want. <sighs> course it is yeah perfection uh well 
I think Andrew gets something quite suave. A nice um, sparkling red dinner jacket. Oh, God. Um, I'll rock that. I'll rock that. Yeah, a nice sparkling red dinner jacket with like a, a, a matching bow tie. Yeah, Andrew's a bow tie person. Yes, one hundred percent. He's a bow tie person. <laughs> um, and Salem turns back towards Lizette and quirks a brow. And what are you looking for, Salem? You've known me for long enough that you know that I don't know ex- what I'm looking for. Right? Yes, find your yes, find clothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I I really shouldn't have asked. That's entirely fair. Yeah, you shouldn't have. So Salem will uh, dig around in the trunk just a little bit more. Hmm. And turn a critical eye towards Liz, uh, Lizette for a moment. When was the last time you wore a, a proper dress? Um. Was it when we then wrecked that dress in the nightclub? I, I that that was a, a skirt, I believe, right, um, yes. that I wrecked quite immediately, covered it in wine and yes, and blood. I uh, probably not since I graduated several years ago well if there's ever been an occasion for a fanciful outfit this seems to be the one uh and salem will dig around and try and find something uh considering for a moment uh and we'll procure from in the the depths of their trunk which at this point feels like a trunk of holding with like the (laughs) amount of clothing that salem is pulling out of it uh is going to procure just, just a lovely floor-length green gown. Was that like T-poses? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need help putting it on. Oh, yes. I, I, I don't... I'm just not used to... Um, is this going to fit me? Well, I mean, you and I are relatively similar in frame. I, I wore this one... Goodness. Must it have been a few years ago. I reckon it'll fit you just fine as well. Alright. Um, I'm also gonna cast uh thaumaturgy on my eyes again. Just Perfect. Uh with a with Andrew's sixteen though, you there are a couple other people with like weird eyes as well, just so you're aware. I think that Lizette is trying to be normal. Perfect. Amazing. Absolutely. She's trying her best. Oh Lizette. <laughs> Uh, Let's go Salem, then. Salem will also procure a set of heels for Lizette, given that. Oh, great. I know how to walk in these. And you know, Definitely done it before. <laughs> um, and uh, while Salem's at it, we'll... Um, not not telling Lizette, but is going to take a pair of flats as well. Just, <laughs> just, just considering the likelihood of those heels not making it through the night. Salem's a great friend. <laughs> as as a, a a helpful uh attempt i'm gonna cast enhanced ability for cat's grace onto lizette oh my goodness <laughs> oh my so god you can learn a little bit more and then hopefully it'll become like muscle uh <laughs> muscle memory so we're burning all of our spells before we even get inside <laughs> we're just setting lizette up for success absolutely you know. Oh, uh, she she's going to to show go in there and just absolutely rock the place. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Salem will procure for themselves a um a rather suave uh, fedora, uh, and we'll pair that with their recently acquired cloak of many fashions. 
Oh no. Turning it into a shoulder cape with golden tassels. Ooh, lovely. Uh, you see uh, Pierre, uh, like as everyone is decked out, but kind of especially uh, when Lisette uh, emerges from wherever Lisette gets changed. Uh, Pierre says, Oh, you're all very fantastic and you look amazing. I hope you have a phenomenal time on the ship. I think um, the valet and I will stay here. I um, I don't trust myself. Uh, I have I've I've done the whole uh, gambling thing and it didn't work well for uh, me specifically. And I just I think there's maybe the 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 valet probably not the right place for him. So we'll stay on the ship. We'll make sure no one touches it. And you watch as the slad kind of grins, uh, adjust his bow tie, but then also like, like Wolverine his claws uh, and just smiles. Uh, and then it's like, oh, uh, yes, uh, we'll definitely protect the ship. So go have fun at this weird club in the middle of the desert. Yeah, you're in charge. Have fun. Goodbye. <laughs> and I just run in. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you start running in. You see like a whole bunch of people uh, all moving in and out and through this club. Uh, you get to kind of this archway entrance that is very clearly like an entry from the desert into the oasis. It's not into the actual buildings, just into the actual oasis. Uh, and you see standing there is a skeleton wearing a absolutely like bedazzled and sequined uh, blue tuxedo but it's like so bedazzled it looks like it's made out of crystals um, and uh, as you approach the skeleton turns to you and says oh hello 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 new patrons my name is Quincy Bones I am the proprietor of the Overnight Oasis it is my pleasure to welcome you here have you heard the rules of the Overnight Oasis I yes it was uh, it tip your waiters, don't kill your waiters or servers, I, I suppose, and you're going to fight to do it outside? Yes, and just just so you're aware, of course, uh, if we have, uh, you know, one infraction, we might kind of let that one slide, but if we have two infractions, you will be cursed to death or undeath, depending on which one is worse for you, just so you're aware. Ah, all right, well, I suppose the rules are there for a reason, and, uh, curses that come along with those who break them. Uh, suppose uh, you're the proprietors. Uh, not going to argue. Yes. Well, now, have you all been given a betting chip as a welcome? Yes. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> Make we, me a deception we, we all... check, please. Rex says yes for himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make me a disruption check with disadvantage. Sorry! <laughs> well, Anthony wasn't actually with us when we first came in. <laughs> let's see what. Let's see if we believe it. What'd you get, Andrew? Oh, wait. wait oh, God. Uh, I... I have... Or, who, yeah. Did, you're the I, one I, said... I, I was to tell the truth. I don't think I was de deceiving. Because I, you... I don't think we got the... Uh, oh, the, no. The, the, skeleton, the skeleton who waved you down handed, like, tossed you each a betting chip. Oh, never mind. Okay. Oh, Andrew's okay. not lying. He's just forgetful. <laughs> um, well, with disadvantage. Well, if if you're not if you if you just honestly forgot, uh, it's no problem. Like, 
Uh, Quincy Bones looks down. He sees that there is a betting chip in your hand, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, it's it's that. That's actually a betting chip. Uh, that'll get you one free play of any of our uh, house games." So, oh, yeah. oh, sick, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. Of course, you can you can always buy more. We encourage it. In fact, there is uh, no two drink minimum. Uh, drinks are actually on the house so long as you're playing a game. All right, if you're sitting at a table playing a game, you can drink for free as long as you want. Well, that's already walking in. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you walk in. Um, you see this beautiful nightclub. Actually, before you see it, you hear this like big band style jazz being played. You got like you can hear a saxophone. You can hear a trumpet. Uh, you can hear one trombone, um, and you can hear just a single voice kind of singing over the top, uh, saying. Ashy sands of beige and fields of green. The old oh. oasis. Oh! Oh! Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> Shouting from the back of the room. Is that who I think it is? Uh, you start shouting from the back of the room. It's actually not who you think it is. The oh, it sounds it. similar. But um, what you see as you walk in is actually like on this bandstand in the corner. impersonator. <laughs> uh, there is a hydra. Uh, the hydra is playing all of the instruments. Uh, like one of the heads is playing the trombone. One is playing the trumpet. One is playing the saxophone. You, like it's amazing that even just their finger, their uh, their hands can kind of coordinate that. Let alone their heads. Uh, one of the heads is singing, um, and you see just like a whole bunch of people. You see a like three medusas over in the corner um they're wearing uh like big pink t-shirts uh saying zelda's last night as a free woman um each of their little snake heads each have little fascinators on but also they've kind of like covered the eyes of the snakes that they're not going to accidentally petrify people um they've got do you see like a, a biker gang wearing like a leather jacket that kind of looks like what rex has been given um, but across the back, you see the words, the Dune Hounds, uh, on, and these are like most, mostly gnolls, these like biker gangs. You see some jackal wares, um, with like long flowing hair over their eyes. Um, you see just a bunch of skeletons. Uh, there's a, an ogre with a, uh, a pet death dog, like this giant, uh, undead hound with two heads. Um, and just like being pet by this ogre, you see a whole bunch of humans and elves and other humanoids in flapper dresses uh, and tuxedos and glad rags and desert robes uh, dancing. Uh, in amongst them, you also see a couple of just incredibly beautiful people, like to the point where it is distracting how beautiful these people are. Uh, Rex, you clearly like these are the two celestial beings that you got a ping off of just like dancing in amongst everybody else. You see like, these are like some minor gods are here just dancing with everybody. Um, in a in one of the corners of the room, you see this one like brooding person wearing a, a cloak uh, and you see like just a whole bunch of like small little skeleton animals kind of flitting about at their, about the other side. Uh, you also see a cadre of gif, these hippopotamus people wearing like a full military outfit. Um, there are five of them, one of which has like a big peg that has uh, 
like you can see that it's got like TNT like stenciled across the keg. Um, and uh, as you come in, uh, you start shouting, hey, 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 thinking that the voice is similar. Uh, there's this moment where you're doing that and uh, there's like a beat in the song where the, the singer kind of looks up. Uh, it's not who you're expecting, but the singer looks at you and winks. And as they wink, uh, you see a drunk person, this like humanoid, uh, like probably a human uh, with like this big battle axe who stands up from the front row uh, and just says, hey, harmonize, you harmonize. Uh, you're not singing good enough. You're all wet and I, I mean to huff it. And then just like drunkenly swings, um, clears off the singer's head of the, like the singing head of the Hydra. Um, and then he just kind of turns and laughs at his table uh, you watch as behind the head kind of like coagulates, forms back into two necks, two heads uh, reform. Uh, and this uh, Hydra looks down at the person who just beheaded him uh, and says, you know, that's really unfortunate for you. Positively unfortunate. And then just bites down and snaps the, uh, like eats the guy's head from uh, who chop his head off, and you watch as a bunch of skeletons come and start cleaning up. I love it here. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Perfect. Uh, there are, like, there's a dancing floor, there's drinks flowing, um, and you see that there are a whole bunch of bedding tables. You can do whatever you like, you can talk to people. What The floor is yours. So... You know what? This also might be an interesting time to get a little bit of information on the Black Tower. So I'm gonna try and mingle a little bit with some of these uh, individuals of deity proportions. Um, have fun. We'll try not to die. Talk to you later. <laughs> um, I'm not. And I just walk away. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, Andrew. <laughs> that would get me killed. Right. I wink. <laughs> Um, I'm not entirely sure if uh, his gambling or games of chance is exactly uh, my predilection. If anyone would like my betting chip, uh, they might be more useful than I. I'll take but, it. <laughs> of course. Uh, I think I'd like to maybe just keep an eye on the crowd and perhaps uh, help Andrew with getting some information if possible. And he'll uh, he'll hand his betting chip over to that. Okay. Do enjoy yourself. I definitely will. <laughs> All right. Uh, Salem, what are you going to do, do you think? Look over at Lizette. Every time we drink, things go to shit. But usually in an exciting <laughs> and interesting way that results in us getting something out of it. So, drinks? Bottoms <laughs> up. Uh, are there just like trays of drinks moving around is there, there a bar are trays of drinks um you see like quincy bones uh kind of like motions to one of the servers and just kind of says yeah, yeah. uh and pat like they pass you a couple of drinks um but then quincy jones just kind of gestures towards the gaming tables right well in for a penny in for a pound let's go <laughs> make some money and make some memories where do you Amazing. suppose to go first 
Uh, so what sort of game are you guys looking for? We've got like, there's kind of, you see four kind of major types of games. There's uh, a very simple, like kind of blackjack card game being played. There's a slightly more complicated uh, one, which is, uh, yeah, it's about getting the lowest score, but you're having to beat the house and the house draws fewer cards than you. Um, there's one that's more like a, a dart game. Uh, and then there's one that is uh, called the Bag of Mystery Prizes, um, which uh, you see is like, there's one kind of uh, skeleton with a bag of holding in his hand and you see a like another bag of holding inside the skeleton's rib cage, like where the lungs and heart would be. Um, and uh, the Bag of Mystery Prizes uh, touts itself as an incredibly like high risk, high reward game that you're uh you might well win big but you're more likely to win to lose big and like they're honest about that well uh i mean i'm not a bad hand with darts but uh i'd also be down for some blackjack i wonder what their stances on magic using while gambling we didn't actually hear any rules about that <laughs> hmm. uh, make me an, a perception check uh, that is a... What I, that's a 25. Oh my god. Uh, you see that there are um, a couple of kind of different things happening. You see a few people uh, very clearly casting guidance on themselves. Um, and as long as it's not a game of direct chance, uh, that seems to be fine. But if it's like, so like the dart game, they're actually fine with that. But if it's a game where you're... Uh, like trying to match cards you see that there's like a couple of people who cast guidance on themselves or you watch as like someone tries to cast enhance ability from across the room at their compatriot um and two big like ogre skeletons come over and like pick those people up and toss them out of the the establishment you see like it feels like it's kind of like a discouraged uh if you can get away with it without being seen you're probably fine and if it, but if it's on something like a game of chance, they don't want you adjusting the odds at all. All right. Well, I guess my vote is for blackjack then. Right. Well, let's go make some money. Perfect. Uh, Lisette, can you just give me a uh, dexterity check? Uh, you'll have advantage because of Cat's Grace. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Are a we, ten. Play... That's a ten. It's. I mean, Salem. You like you would walk significantly more smoothly in the heels for sure. Of course, of yeah. course. Um, but considering that there's a lot of sand on the ground, Lisette's not falling over. Uh, and for someone who hasn't worn a lot of heels, like that's an accomplishment in and of itself. It's not graceful, but it's not ungraceful. I'll slip an arm around Lisette's waist and help <laughs> guide her towards the table. Perfect. Lizette gladly leans on Salem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you to those yet. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, or you just take them off and hit people with them. They're, uh, they're you know, two purpose. <laughs> well, when it comes to that, I'll definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so uh, we will go to uh, we'll we'll get a game of blackjack out of the way before we get some uh, some. NPC interactions going too deeply. So, uh, it's a normally a 10 gold ante to play a blackjack. Um, but uh, you guys have a 
well, you actually have three between the two of you, uh, little betting chips, each of which will give you one ante. Um, and the mechanics are very simple. We're just, you're gonna roll 2d12, I'm gonna roll 2d12, and then we have the option to hit or stay. And uh, you can either, and basically if you get to 21, exactly, you win. If you go over 21, you bust. All right, all right. 2d12? 2d12. And uh, if we hit, is it another 2d12 or just 1d12? Uh, just one more d12. It's like adding another card. Are one ones wild? Uh, ones are ones or elevens, whichever you'd prefer. Perfect. Yeah. I'm breaking up my real dice for this one second. Ooh. <laughs> it feels right. It's a good call. Perfect. Uh, you see that there are like three other people sitting at the table you're with. Um, one of them is a human woman uh, with like pin curls in her hair. Uh, and you see that she's uh, like looking a little bit like, ooh, this is kind of important for her. Um, and there's like one of the, the GIF has wandered over and is playing. Oh, yes. Oh, we should definitely uh, win finance our mercenary company this way. <laughs> this way. Uh, and uh, there's another, uh, yeah, just uh, there's another person. One, someone else is there as well. Oh. Uh, as you sit down to play, uh, the bartender says, all right, all right. So we are playing some blackjack over here. Uh, you know the game, basically. You got to get to 21 before I get to 21. If I get to 21, I win. Uh, and uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, and deals out some cards uh, and flip, like deals one face down to each of you and then flips one face up. Uh, you see that uh, he deals to himself a, um, got a 10 and an 8. Sorry, I tried to figure out what a what a face card was called and I forgot. Uh, but he got him, he got 18, the dealer. All right, big money. Get that good dice audio. <laughs> Clickety clack. Uh, that is a two and an 11. So I'm gonna keep that being an 11. Okay. For 13. For 13, I'm perfect. sitting at a 12. A 12. Nine okay. and three. Perfect. Uh, the dealer uh, looks around, asks if anybody would like to hit. You watch as that woman with the pin curls uh, is showing. Uh, she has like she's got one face down, and she's got the other one face up. She's showing an eight. Uh, she drums her fingers on the table, and then she decides to hit. Ooh, and she throws her cards in uh, as she busts. Uh, the gif uh, is still good. You see, he's showing twelve. And... I think it's pronounced jif. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and whoever was just whoever else was playing busts as well. Uh, so it's up to the two of you. Would you like to hit or stay? Hit. 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 All right. You can roll one more d12. Shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not 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 when I wanted to see that number. I bust. Okay. I got a seven. You got a ooh. Ooh. All right. That puts you at an even 20, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, the dealer is going to look at you. Uh, can't smile because he's a skeleton. Um, and uh, hits himself. Uh, ooh. Got a four. You see, gets 22. 22 to the dealer. The lovely lady wins uh, and passes all the winnings over to you. You get a total of uh, your betting chip back so you can keep playing for free, essentially. You get Salem's betting chip, and you get the 
Oh, I guess the other person had needs to see if they also the other person also busts. Um, so yeah, you get uh, thirty gold and two betting chips essentially, uh, and the you know says, "All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Would you like to play again?" I give Salem the betting chip. One of them. Oh, <laughs> too kind. Absolutely. All right, amazing. Uh, let's roll them again. The exact same numbers on the exact same dice. My Whoa. Okay. I got a three and a two. <laughs> you got a three and a two. Amazing. Um, so uh, you look over the other people in the in the game. Only the GIF is continuing to bet. The other two are actually moving off. Uh, they take their drinks and go. Um, the GIF... Uh, the GIF is showing 12... Uh, oh, what is it? 12, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I forget how actual blackjack works. Anyway, uh, he's got essentially 12 showing, uh, but he, uh, will, uh, yeah, he'll look at his card that's face down, look over at the two of you and say, hmm, I've never seen you before. Have you come to the Overnight Oasis before? We are a party of mercenaries. We are part of the Tebrum Foreign Legion. I... Um, Lance Corporal Haversham. It is an honor to meet you. Uh, and then uh, looks at you, and the dealer says, All right, uh, would you like to hit a stay? And the gift says, I will stay. Thank you. Staying at 12, that's quite brave. I'll certainly take a hit. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can each roll one more d12. The dealer uh, is currently showing only a two. Uh, and so is, uh, he's got one card face down. He's going to hit as well. <laughs> oh, I rolled the exact same thing again. Are you serious? Are yeah, 9-3-12 on, oh my. on my dice. Two rounds in a row. Oh. I don't think they're weighted. <laughs> Get the salt water. Test it out. <laughs> why would they? Why would they run? Yeah. Oh, that's that's. Right. No, they're not yeah. even opposite. No, that's. Oh, what the hell? Uh, Lizette, what did you roll? I got a eleven, so that puts me at sixteen. Okay. Uh, the dealer uh flips over his card to reveal that he's with like with one he rolled. He now has eighteen in front of him. And he asks, all right, please show your cards. Uh, the gift turns over the one that he's got face down, and he has a total of, uh, he had a 12 showing. He had a 7 on the face down one, so he has a 19 total. Uh, and he can't, you have to reveal your card, and uh, the dude's like, you got to hit. Otherwise, the other gentleman wins. You can, of course, back out now and concede, or you can try I'm going to hit. All right. Perfect. The gift stays. Doesn't want to risk it. Uh, the dealer will hit because the dealer's only at 18. So there's a possibility that the dealer also loses. Lizette is anything but cautious. <laughs> <laughs> I bust. That's a nine. <laughs> uh, the dealer busts as well. Uh, winnings go to the gift. Uh, and he just looks incredibly pleased with himself. Oh, yes. Good game, good game. This is uh, this is how we finance the mercenary company. Yes, uh, 
and he takes, I mean, he only gets two betting chips and his winnings back. Um, but it's a bit, and he can continue playing essentially for free with those two betting chips. Uh, you guys can continue playing as much as you want. We are going to transition over to uh, Andrew. Andrew, you were trying to uh, talk up the Celestials. Was that what was going on? Uh, it was one of them, but I think uh, upon approaching him, Cricket would get very cold feet very quickly and <laughs> would probably start looking for someone a little bit uh, easier to talk to before probably bumping back into Rex. I think Rex, seeing you sort of wander off, has started to like follow you as well, just so we can sort of stay together and help maybe back each other up for something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'd probably be noticing you kind of trailing, so I'd kind yeah. of approach you and be like, so, um, who do you think might actually have information on said Black Tower? Well, from the brief bit you guys have discussed to me, this Black Tower is some, uh, it's run by the, some proprietor who has ancient arcane knowledge of this far realm or some such fiddle paddle, right? More or less, yeah. If there is anyone that perhaps run in those similar circles, I know. Uh, he sort of looks at his little scanometer, which is dissipated by this point, but um, just going <laughs> off the, the ping from those celestials before, it's like, beings like that, I could only presume, have similar ancient knowledge. Um, if there's anyone else, he's just sort of doing another scan of the room, anyone that looks like some kind of uh, arcane wizardy type, someone who looks like they delve, there's a lot of um, like undead and everything around, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of the staff are skeletons yeah. or zombies. Yeah. Uh, there's clearly some sort of uh, dark force that is, in some sense, intertwined with this whole establishment. Um, these things usually tend to run parallel with each other. I could okay. perhaps try those. He sort of looks at the, the glowing people dancing. It's like, <laughs> I've... I've I've met with some movers and shakers, but uh, no one quite of that caliber before. Could be interesting at the very least. You know what? Let's try. Who who knows? What they do is <laughs> curse us to undeath. <laughs> Only if we attempt to kill them, which uh, I don't no, think either of us is nearly that foolish. Uh, no, definitely not. But it's more of like that is theoretically the worst potential. Right. Outcome. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's get a positive mindset here and not think of the worst-case scenarios. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and uh, he'll put his his uh, his hand... You'll, you'll feel sort of his hand clap on your shoulder, and it's just like a very sort of like heavy thud as this sort of like... You almost feel like a metal hand on your shoulder underneath the glove uh, pushes you forward slightly towards the Celestials. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Um... <laughs> And as I start kind of bouncing towards them, I'm going to cast... Actually, no, I'm not. I, you know, I'll, I'll cast Disguise Self so that I have a completely separate, but also, like... Uh, uh, so the, the initial outfit I have from Salem is, like, this really nice red. It's got Glitter Bomb. But on top of that, I'm going to have, like, this yellow kind of coat that is almost, like, reversed coloring to an extent. Hmm. So uh, if, like, my shoulders are really red, my... Uh, my stomach is going to be like hyper yellow, uh, kind of to an extent that individuals who have true seeing will be able to see this full picture of clothing, essentially. Um, 
That's the intent, at least. Try to make myself look a little bit more interesting to these individuals. Amazing. Uh, Andrew, you cast this guy's self. You watch as, like, over in the corner, a couple of, um, like, big hulking ogre zombies kind of glance over at you, but then continue glancing and scanning the people gambling. They don't seem to mind too much whatever's going on on the deck. Perfect. All right. That's good to hear. Uh, so I'm going to approach some of the dancing celestials. And at first, I'm just going to kind of try and have fun. I'm just going to party with them, try and get them to like me first. Okay. Make me a persuasion check. Uh, okay. I'm decent at those. I'm decent at those. Um, and Rex, are you also dead? Uh, Rex is going to grab a drink from a, like a nearby cart or something of the like and, uh, down it. And he's like, it has been a hot minute since I've had any sort of enjoyment. And he will, <laughs> uh, try to do the same. Cool. Uh, as you down it, uh, the skeleton waiter will just say, oh, and, uh, what, uh, what table are you sitting at? What, where, what are you playing today? Where, just so I can make sure the tab goes to the right. Oh, um, he Drinks looks for, you know, gamble. They're on the house as long as you're at the table. Of course. Uh, and he looks over at the uh, the table that Lizette and uh, Salem <laughs> are at. He's like, uh, that one. And he just points over there. Right. Excellent. Well, uh, I'll make sure that uh, you're either gambling or you pay your bills. So uh, have a good night. Enjoy the dancing. Uh, and then continues moving off. All right. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh if you if you're joining as well, make a performance or persuasion check, whichever you would like, right? Um, he will go with persuasion, I think. Can I okay. do performance? Ooh, that's pretty if, good. If yeah, if you're just trying to like dance, if you're not trying to like kind of, if you're trying to ingratiate directly, then I think it's persuasion. But if you're just trying to be like having a good time and showing mm -hmm. off your dancing skills, I just want have... them to acknowledge my presence oh, first. Then yeah, you can do performance for sure. Uh, I got awesome. I, I got a twenty six. Oh, oh, notice me. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I can't compete with that. I got an 18. Amazing. Uh, Andrew, you lead onto the dance floor. You're dancing. You watch as the Celestials kind of are like in their own world. They're dancing to the music. Um, they're grooving. They look like they're having an amazing time. They like they are not sweating, um, but they are like literally gleaming. Uh, they're like, it's as if they have like just like this fine coat of moisturizer all over their entire skin and they're just like like super shiny underneath the the dance lights um but they just kind of are keep dancing they look at you uh but then their eyes immediately dart past and they catch on this golden dragonborn uh or gold colored uh dragonborn behind you uh, and you watch as like these smiles appear on the faces of these two celestials uh, and they just immediately start like coming over and dancing to like towards rex perfect this is actually the best case situation <laughs> um i'm go while i'm dancing my 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 feet are pounding onto the ground in a rhythmic fashion uh with my <laughs> uh improvised percussion and i'm going to give uh, rex a nice bardic inspiration as I, I put my arm around one of these celestials in a very like confident but like happy the way it's like I'm approaching, we're smiling, and then I kind of like uh, I kind of put my, my hand on their back and I kind of point towards Rex, who's currently everyone's center of attention. 
and I say, I know that guy. You want me to get you to talk with him? <laughs> I, you want to you have a quick chat with Rex over there? Body animal? Dragonborn extraordinaire? <laughs> Make me a persuasion check, please. Okay, cool. Oh, that's going to be a 22? Nice. 22. Uh, this celestial uh, turns to you. Um, they say, oh, darling, please. Yes, that would be amazing. You can introduce me to this beauty. This amazing guy. Who is this? Do you know this person? I've never seen them before. They are amazing. Oh, I need to know everything about them. Hello, first of all, your name? What is your name? My name's Andrew, but that's Andrew. not the important part. Oh. Let's get you a meeting, Rex. Rex. One of our oh. most impressive new party members of the Faded Five. Four, oh, I can't party. remember what you said. Oh, you're the, the new Faded Five. Well, aren't you a little bigger to yourself? A little big in the head. Oh, look at this. I mean, look at those dancers. I think Rex might even be, uh, it might even be true for Rex over there. Rexy poo, baby. Rexy, hello. I hear you're a beautiful new member of this adventuring party called the New Faded Five with, uh, what was your name again, doll? Oh, uh, this is uh, my good compatriot, Andrew. Andrew, right. I'm sorry. I'm very forgetful for names, but Rex, I think I'm going to remember yours. Rex, you beautiful. Oh, look. I love the shine and... Oh. You, you, you flatter me uh, on the uh, subject of beauty and all my time of all the various dragon hordes I have seen and uh, bountiful wealth. None compares to the beauty I see before me. And you're looking at the celestial being. Oh, my God. Uh, they turn to their like fellow celestial. Eugenia, Eugenia, have you heard? Rex over here. What a, what a mouth on this one. Like a flatter, like golden tongue. Oh, my God. We have got to talk to you and dance with you. We are going to be dancing all night until just before that sun comes up because you got to leave before the sun comes up. Otherwise, you're stuck in the overnight oasis forever. <laughs> oh, oh, that's surely, surely some sort of jest. Uh, they actually No, it's you. absolutely not a jest. That's why it's called the overnight oasis. Honey, touch, have you never been here? Have you not? What are you doing here if you don't know the basic rules? Oh, my God. Wrath, Rex, we have got talk to you and you watch as the other celestial who so far has been absolutely silent uh just looks over at you rex and begins like dancing around you like have you ever watched like um physical theater where they do like uh movement around where they're not touching someone but they're like getting close and they're kind of like their arms are like wrapping around like this one oh yes yes it's just doing this with you grooving to the music um and the one the the verbose one eugenia what do you um, Eugenia likes you. Yeah, Eugenia thinks you're fantastic as well. We definitely got to dance and come on over here. What can we talk about? What do you want to know? Oh, well, uh, as you see, as you said before, you're right on the money. Uh, you can see your your gaze pierces through all. I I have not been here before. This is my first foray into these desert lands. Uh, doing a bit of sightseeing, trying to see if there's any... Uh, Anything of note in these wonderful desert lands? Clearly, I'd find the main attraction with you here, of course. But uh, wow, we had some other destinations, my friends and I, uh, while we were venturing forth through these deserts. Uh, we had seen a lovely cloud of uh, scorpions, a lot of eyes, a lot of legs. Uh, wasn't quite to my tastes, but uh, I heard something about a black, a black. Uh, he looks over to uh, Andrew. Was it a, a black, black fortress? Tower. Oh, no, tower. It's a tower. Right. I'm just gonna like dancing just on the side. <laughs> I'm also just gonna be like casting message a little bit just to like give you additional pieces of info of like how they're looking at you, like 
puff up your chest more. I'm just trying to do as much <laughs> as I can to give you advantage on anything that may occur. Sure, sure. Oh, um, Rex will uh, intermingle some of his uh, dance steps with some, like, you know, prestigitation for some sparks and some flair. Uh, you watch as you do this, and the one who's talking, oh my god, I love it. What do you, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, br- bring it on. Make yourself fantastic. You look beautiful already, and those sparks, oh, they just glisten off of your scales. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, Eugenia loves it. Eugenia loves it. Don't you? Eugenia, you love it, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, the Black Tower, of course. Everyone knows about the Black Tower, but I mean, you you don't you know about the Black Tower, but you don't know about the Open and Right Oasis. Rex. Rex and Andy. Little Andy over there in his beautiful red jacket. Oh, I love the red jacket with the, with the yellow on top, by the way. I do love that. But Andy, oh, can I call you Andy? I hope you don't mind, Andy. No, yeah, go, go ahead, Great. go for that. Andy, yeah, it's fantastic. This is a spectacular, you know, have you, like, the Overnight Oasis, it's like the best club in the entire desert. I mean, frankly, it's my favorite club in the entire world. I've been to, like, all of them. I love to dance. As you can tell, Eugenia loves to dance, too. That's all the Eugenia does, don't you? Yeah, doll, doll, Eugenia. You're fantastic, and I love you. Uh, but this Black Tower, yeah, it's Oliver the Twisted. Uh, old Tower disappears, reappears. Who knows where it's going to be? I don't know. I'm a god, but I don't even know. This thing's just got a mind of its own. You just got to look around. You got to be lucky. But is that really all it is? It's just all about luck? You just got to try and, like, groove your way over to the, the desert, and eventually it'll pop up right where you least expect it? Hey, you know, I don't actually know. I... I'm more of a party person. I love to look for the clubs, the scene. I know I didn't know what's happening, where people are, what they're doing, what what the life is like, and no, the black towers. I love that. I love that. I, you I love you must too. have the best uh, 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 people skills. Yeah, everyone probably loves you. Everyone loves me, of course. Everyone. I I mean, look at me. First of all, huh, I'm you're literally I'm, a goddess. I'm, I'm actually a goddess. God. I'm stunning. Literally, people look at me, and sometimes they get stunned. Oh. But, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm spectacular. But that black power just sounds so dull. I've never I, heard I, of any it, music. It kind of is a little bit. But if if you want to just keep enjoying yourself and partying out with Rex, maybe you could let me know who uh, might have a bit more information. I'll I'll quickly run away and leave the the three of you to have some fun there. Andy, you're a doll. I would absolutely love it. Nothing against you, but Rex has really captivated myself and Eugenia's attention. And oh, we I, doubt, just... I don't doubt it. The three of you can have as much fun as you like. Oh, and uh, she looks directly at Rex in the eye. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, and she says, yeah, well, of course. I mean, it's not really my forte, but look at that. There's like that one person over in the corner brooding in a cloak. I mean, they're always interesting to talk to in a, when you get to some place. And they've got all those skeletons. It's, I mean, frankly, for me, I know that's kind of the whole Dundaston Desert aesthetic is like undead and skeletons and zombies. It's, I get it, but it's just not for me. But Holy anyway, they may know more. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, who knows? There's also that, there's all, oh. I don't know, the, the mercenary companies, those hippopotami people, those get they, uh, you know, they travel the desert a lot. I see them all the time. They're going, they're coming, they're going all the way, all everywhere. Who knows? They probably have information for you. But those are the people I would talk to. But more importantly, 
and then she instantly like ignores you, Andrew. Yep, that's fair. I'll walk away. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having such a lovely time. I've heard Eugenia. I didn't actually catch your name, my darling. Of course. Oh, I, you know, I'm just so used to people uh, knowing my name. It's just, it's actually kind of refreshing. Hello, my name is Florence. You can call me Flo. Flow. Uh, I, I, Flow. <laughs> well, I'm uh, a deity of a river, uh, an aquifer underneath the desert, but most people don't know about me because, you know, it's covered in sand, it's under the ground, but I am still a deity, and I love to have a good time, and got to break out of the shell, got to get outside, got to, you know, get some fresh air all the time. So I travel around, I go to all the clubs, and but I got to say, the Overnight Oasis, my favorite, and doll, if you've arrived, if you've come here, you're my favorite, too. Oh, well, you flatter me so. Uh, and you see um, he, uh, he, um, you see, uh, he sort of like shrugs out of the jacket slightly. And he's, I think at this point, he might have had like maybe a couple more of the drinks off of like a nearby <laughs> card or whatever. He's like, well, if your name is Florence, you should know what they call me back uh, where I'm from in New Republica. There are some that call me and he, um, he shrugs out of like his, his arm out of his, uh, his coveralls, you can see his his one arm is made completely out of... It still scales at a glance, but it's made solidly out of uh, metal. And he uh, says, there are some that reference me as the machine. The machine? Oh, my God. You do look like you could just keep going and going and going, right? Florence and the machine has a nice ring to it, don't you think? <laughs> it does. It has a beautiful... Eugenie, have you heard this? Florence and the machine. Oh, this. Rex. The machine. I love it. I love it. I love you. This is spectacular. Let's dance. Uh, and she just pulls you farther onto the dance floor. <laughs> and Rex continues to dance. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's pop back to our gambling friends. Uh, what would you guys like to get up to? Continuing with Blackjack? Continuing other games? What you thinking? <clears throat> I'll look towards Lizette. I'll look towards Salem. <laughs> <laughs> Approximately how many drinks have we had in this interim? Um, let me see. <laughs> it's important. Oh, four. Four. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, or you could have had like the time to have had four drinks. Yeah, no, we both yeah. would have drank them exactly, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in that case, it, like just roll me a d20 and let's just see roughly how lucky you, you were if you kept again at Blackjack rather than continuing to play. Sure, it. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just on, on par. Ten. Yeah, you <laughs> you didn't lose anything, but you didn't really gain anything. You broke perfectly even. I got an 18. An 18. Yeah, that also checks out. <laughs> yeah, you got 80 gold. On you're top of the 80. 30 gold that I got before. Yeah, you're up on another 80 gold. At this point, Lizette has like fully like taken out her librarian bun, like let her <laughs> hair down, <laughs> literally. Amazing. Uh, that's spectacular. Uh, do you want to try any other games? You want to look for information? You guys just want to keep going? You want to keep rolling d20s to see if you can get any more wins? Who? What you thinking? I was actually gonna quickly ask: Can I send a message to the two of you while of you're course. at the table with the, uh, uh, I guess the the gift? Yeah, you could absolutely send a message. Um, Andrew, make me a perception check. Sure. Uh, oh, that's a 12. Cool. Uh, 
Yeah, nothing catches your eye. Go for it. Cool. No, that's all right. I, I cast message and I'll let them know that uh, there is an individual at their table that could try chatting up a bit more about the uh, the Black Tower. Okay. Uh, after about like 30 seconds after you send that message, you feel a big meaty paw land on your shoulder. Uh, you look over and there's one of those ogre uh, like zombies is looking down at you and just says, follow us. Yeah. Did I do uh, something wrong? Well, we'll determine that in a moment. Just follow us. Okay. Can Bye. We see this? Hmm? Uh, you so you hear this message from Andrew, and then you look over and you see Andrew has just been kind of like he's got like the one ogre zombie like right beside him, and then just on the other side, a little ways back, is the second ogre zombie. I think I'm, if Rex is going to see it, he's getting disadvantage on any kind of perception checks right now. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> After Honestly, that, many drinks. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm just, like, enveloped and, like, you can no longer see me with the mass amount of individuals around. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I rolled a four. That's a no. <laughs> Have fun. You're on your own. Thanks. Bye, folks. Have a good one. Have fun gambling. <laughs> uh Andrew, you are led out into like a into another area of the oasis. It's still within the oasis, um, but you're outside of the building, uh, and just kind of in a like a slightly less well lit area. It looks like more of like a service area. And these two ogres just say, "So uh, we saw you casting a spell towards your companions at the table. Uh, wanted to make sure you weren't trying to, you know." inform them what the other person had in their hand oh oh that's what this is about no 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 no. yeah i was i i literally just heard about a a detail about the black tower and we're trying to figure out where that is so i sent them a message saying that an individual at the table had some interesting information potentially about it all right make me a persuasion check please you know i should have lied i'm actually better at that <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> Was that a one? Okay, well, I rolled a two, but I have a plus eight. Okay. With ten. Uh, with the ten, um, these uh, zombie guards will just look at you and say, Hmm. Well, I don't know if you're telling the truth, but I don't know if you're lying either. Let's make it no more messages to people playing at a table. We'll call it square. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, the Black Tower, you know, disappears, comes and goes, but uh, doesn't really bother with the Oasis, so we don't really bother with it. Have a good night. And they wander back inside. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, back at the betting table, you get this message from Andrew that you should talk to the gift at your table. Um, what would you guys like to do? I suppose talk to the gift at the table. <laughs> I somebody's got to be responsible and lord help us if it has to be Andrew <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll do it myself I suppose okay perfect uh, yeah the gif uh, is continuing to play uh, let's see how well the gif is doing okay the gif is doing pretty well as well uh, it looks like most of the winnings are going uh, between Lizette and the gif actually the house is actually not doing very well right now so I've just been sitting here losing money to them <laughs> <I'm candy. laughs> that's fine I'll take it yeah uh, 
Well, uh, it's been a, a very good evening so far for me. I'm up 60 gold so far. That's very good. Well, what brings you to the Overnight Oasis? We are mercenaries and we are looking to finance ourselves. What brings you? Well, my companion and I here are just... Uh, we're, we're looking for something. Pretty hard to get to place. Right. But if you need guides, we are, we can be hired. Of course, we are always looking for work and opportunities, and we can come with good recommendations. I have it on paper. And Lieutenant Second Class Wilson Brownlow over there, he's a fantastic leader, and he will surely know exactly where you need to find and can get you there safely and efficiently. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. You know, we, we generally only work with lieutenants first class and above. Ah, understandable, understandable. I am, of course, only a lance corporal. Military rank is important. And I may say a lance, a lieutenant first class, of course, deserves the commendations, but lieutenant second class Wilson Brownlow has been turned over time and again for opportunities because Wilson Brownlow, lieutenant second class, does not play the politics game and is more honorable for it. Hmm. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think, dear? Well, I mean, we've never been one for politics either. No, that's true. We're not particularly political. For different reasons, though, I expect. Slightly. Yes, for us, it's just because, well... We want to be hired by anybody. We are mercenaries, in fact. A gang of mercenaries, a tribe, a, a band of mercenaries. There are five of us, as you can see. He's very drunk. <laughs> he does seem to be. What are your rates in terms of being hired as mercenaries? Well, depends entirely upon what you're offering. If you can pay us in black powder and dynamite, then our rates are very reasonable. But if we're talking gold, then our rates are 10 gold per day for the company. Uh, and if we have to do any combat, except of course, we will not fight other gift. Just putting that out there, that's kind of, you know, standard operating procedure. But any combat, there's a further five gold per member risk uh, payment structure. Uh, uh, what's, what's the term? Uh, Oh, whatever. There's a surplus. Uh, if we have to fight. And of course, if we go into a uh, a multi-week thing, then we expect slightly increased fees to compensate for our longer time. So 10 gold for the entire party per day. If As long as we don't have to fight. But if we have to fight, or if we get to blow things up, we, can, we are open to negotiating down. I'll be entirely honest, a lot of that flew right over my head. You've been ah, rambling quite heavily. I, I do um, ramble. <laughs> you're very good at it. Yes, I am. I'm also very good at shooting things. <laughs> well, me and my companion here are looking for a very specific tower hmm. seen in the deserts here. Lots of those in the desert. Most of them are ruins. Good bases, those ones. Good places to pl plant yourself and have vantage and then blow them up so that your enemies cannot use them. This one's not, not very good at being planted, isn't it, dear? 
<laughs> no, certainly not. It tends to move about. Do you mean... Tower? Yes. Well, we could be... Could be talking about that, I suppose. Yes, of course, you must be talking. It's the only tower that moves that is not per firmly planted down. Yes, the Black Tower of Oliver the Twisted. Amazing thing that is. An elusive target. A mercenary captain's dream and nightmare because you cannot lay siege what you cannot find. It is our white whale. Black Tower is your white whale. Our Black Tower is our white whale. You can call me Ahab. I don't know why, but it feels fitting. Well, I suppose if uh, you were willing to help us find this tower, there could be some coin in it for you. Of course. Yes. If you if you had some knowledge about it. Uh, you see the, the Lance Corporal uh, stands up from the table, uh, tips his head to the uh, the dealer, and says, Please, matters of business, we must assemble the entire party! Oh, um, um, uh, no, and uh, uh, begins walking no. directly away towards the rest of the group. Oh, God. Jesus. I did not want to deal with all of this, right? I've had... I just... <laughs> I'm too, too many drinks in for a serious <laughs> conversation with a bunch of walking, talking soldiers like this. It's just too much. <laughs> I was hoping that we would have one night off, but... Do you think we can pawn it off on the new guy? <laughs> or or on, on Andrew, maybe. Like two celestials dancing around Rex. I don't... I think the new guy is um, indisposed at the moment. <laughs> what about Andrew? See, did, where'd, he, where'd he go? And at this point, I walk right back in, looking very <laughs> uncomfortable. Looking over at Rex, he's just in another world right now. You're kind of—he's dancing like he hasn't <laughs> cut loose in like two years. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Andrew, how's it been? Huh? Oh, hey there. Um, not too bad. Just a little threatened, but I'm good. A little what? I just got a little bit threatened by the the staff here. They didn't like me uh, messaging you. Oh, that makes a little bit of sense. Um, should we fo follow our companion there, or we should we just? I, if if I I may have overheard something as I was walking in. If you guys just want to have fun and do your own little thing, I could I could negotiate the terms and wander out. I I don't mind being the the businessy guy. It gives, it gives me some experience for my dad at least. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You can uh, learn the tactics in negotiating. Just um, remember, we don't have that much gold. I gave most of it away <laughs> to that young child. I've got 110 gold. <laughs> and like Lizette opens her hands. <laughs> I'm just going to put my hands over it and make sure no one's looking at us right now. And this dress doesn't have any pockets. I'm not used to it. See, <laughs> uh, do you want to hold on to her gold for a bit? Yeah, sure, Lizette. Here, I'll, I'll take that from you. <laughs> uh, Salem and Lizette, uh, you, as you're kind of talking about this, there's just something that catches your eye, and it's just uh, the bag of mystery prizes game, uh, flashing big risk, big rewards, um, and just kind of like something about that catches your eye, 
as if there's some sort of enchantment when you're down on your luck to kind of draw you. Well, I'm pretty drawn towards it. <laughs> I I think that's a pretty standard motto for our group, right? Lizette just loves the words big risk. <laughs> <laughs> the reward part is less significant, I think. Well, that's got nothing to lose. <laughs> what about what about Angie? Oh right. <laughs> 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 I don't know. He doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> he doesn't know you're Lizette. <laughs> what do you what do you mean he doesn't know you're here? Uh, Andrew, go deal with the gift, please. This is a great question. Right, bye. Uh, let's go play the mystery box game. <laughs> right, yes. Um a Andrew, hey, um, okay, hey, what's up? If if you need to, you can barter with our black dragon bits. Oh yeah. Good call. And All right, later. <laughs> Good luck! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Andrew, you go over. There are uh, this cadre of um, GIF. There are five of them, one of which has like this keg of TNT uh, just kind of like strapped to their back. They're sitting at a table, and as you approach, uh, this one who you saw had been sitting with the other party has like corporal's chevrons on uh, their uniform arms. Just, oh, I saw you speaking with my companions. Are you here to negotiate our employment? We are a cadre of mercies. And then uh, you watch as the other, like the very clearly the one in charge just raises a hand um, and says, Avisham, that's enough. You've had too much to drink. You are too, too brave. Uh, and then slowly turns to you. Hello. I am Lieutenant Second Class Wilson Brownlow, at your service. I understand that you might be seeking employment, potentially a guy. Yeah, that, that actually, that's, that last bit is the, the, the more applicable part. Um, you yeah. see, we have some business with the Black Tower, and to have complete the business uh, transaction thing, we need to get there first. Oh. Do you happen to have a way to get to there? Now, we do not have a guaranteed way, but we have encountered it several times, and I believe we might have an inkling of how to get there more expeditiously than just wandering and hoping. But of course, there is the matter of payment to be discussed. Now, I understand that Lance Corporal Havisham explained to your compatriots that our rates are fairly reasonable at only 10 gold for the party of the cadre of us per day. Uh, unless, of course, we are expected to encounter or enter into combat, in which case it is five gold per person for a combat as a uh, safe, a danger pay, if you will. Uh, of course, if we get to explode things or if you can provide us with TNT or black powder, we are open to negotiating. And the final point, of course, is that we will not fight other other mercenary gifts shall not be those we fight. And if you ask us to, that will be a breach of the contract, and we shall attribution. But if all that is in order, I would be happy to accompany. We would be happy. Yeah, that no, that, that sounds honestly really good. Um, 
at, at this point, Andrew's gonna actually kind of get a little bit more confident. He's gonna kind of straighten up and like he starts like remembering some of his college classes about like business and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so he's gonna go into this uh, Your conversation. Father definitely insisted that you take business class. Oh, he sure. absolutely had. To. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna also like subtly drop a few hints to like recommend getting some additional rations from Freylet. Uh, 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 just because or ration it, sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I think I'll I'll kind of confirm like ten gold a day is good. We're not gonna try and get you to combat. Uh, just ha as long as you can get yourself uh, sorry, as long as you can get yourself moving and and doing all the uh, the, the, the the transportation yourself, that's perfect. We happen to have a very small airship we'll probably be in, but we'll be able to follow you. Or if you have uh, uh, a rides as well, we can keep up with you. Ah, well. If you happen to notice outside, there were some camels. Those are our camels. Oh, perfect! Yes. So, but I now I wouldn't say. Just I don't want to disappoint. Our camels are not, especially they're not as fast as an airship. Oh no, we would never expect it. Oh, we would be more fall with you just because if we're all traveling onto the ground, it'll be you know, miserable and all that kind of stuff. We might, as enjoy, we might as well enjoy the luxury we can. Yes, of course. You are, of course, the employers. It is our job. I'm sorry if that we're That sounds really bad, but yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Well, in that case, uh, the five of us shall finish our business here at the Overnight Oasis, and we shall await you out front. But be sure to leave before dawn. I'll be waiting outside. I'd rather not... Mess it with anything else up. I absolutely agree. Right. Well, uh, as I said, I am Lieutenant Cor Second. I am Lieutenant Second Class Wilson Brownlow. This is Gunnery Sergeant Plimsy. This is Lance Cor Corporal Havisham. Kega First Class Keggy Kegisir, and Rifleman Peterson Howler the Third. Pleasure to meet all of you guys. Yes. My name is Andrew, a representative both from Rationet. And also the new uh, Faded Five. Ration it. I love their berry compote. It's so oh, good. It is, right? It's Super delicious. It's some of the best trail rations are out there. Well, if you're a representative for... Uh, we shall discuss. Uh, but we shall gather our things. Uh, and then he turns back to his party, or like to his cadre of gif, and he just says, Hip, hip, hurrah! And they all shout hurrah. Hip, hip, hurrah! Hip, hip, hurrah! And then they all walk out very proudly uh, as if to go saddle up their camels. All right. Uh, so I'm going to probably just let everyone else know in case they haven't uh, that we need to be uh, be gone before uh, the sunrise. And then I'm just going to kind of make sure Pierre and uh, the bosun are doing good and I'll wait for everyone else on the ship. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, um, before we get to the bag of mystery prizes... Uh, back on the dance floor, uh, we see Rex having the time of his life with these two Celestials dancing around. Rex, uh, how long do you want to keep dancing? Um, I feel like there, Rex came in here very focused. There was a mission. There were things, we goals we needed to accomplish. And then he just kind of got into a groove, and he is <laughs> more than several drinks in now at this point. And, like, I feel like He's just sort of like in a state where the world has sort of faded away. And he's just sort of forgetting about all those pesky details for a moment and just 
being here. So he is just in another world. Um, he's uh, in the midst of the dancing boat, and I was like, oh, I know you. He's just like, he's a little into it at this point. I know you had told me at one point where you were from, but I was just so enamored by your beauty. You might have slipped past me. Where, where, which plane did you say you were from again? Because you're certainly out of this world. <laughs> Rex, darling, honey, Rex, you are a charmer. You have, I would say, silver tongue, but look at you. God, it's much more than just silver. Oh, this is like every metal in the world. You've got a platinum tongue, if any. Oh, this is beautiful. Of course, we are from, I mean, technically, like our our, our, our foci are on this plane of existence, of course. Uh, mine's somewhere out in the desert, as I said, an underground aquifer. Uh, Eugenia is actually a cloud goddess. Uh, but we are from the higher planes. Uh, kind of not like... Not Olympus. Olympus is kind of like the big boys, but uh, you know we are like the scrappy underdogs, and everybody the underdogs. We're like kind of like Olympus's neighbor, but uh, yeah, we are <laughs> out of this world. And let me tell you, you are out of this world too. Uh, and Flo, um, as she's kind of talking and just continually moving, as if like a like a endless flowing stream of water, uh, she's dancing around you. Uh, and as she's dancing, she just leans in for a kiss on your cheek, uh, and then continues moving past, and, uh, Eugenia kisses you on the other cheek, and then continues dancing around you. Rex, uh, does not shirk away, and, uh, just continues to dance on us. He's not even, like, looking at what his party is up to at this point. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, you keep dancing, and, uh, Lo and Eugenia keep dancing with you and um, you don't really notice, I don't think when it happens, but at some point uh, Eugenia's dance of like, I'm not touching you kind of like physical theater style dancing and movement like has transitioned to uh, I am touching you, I'm caressing you um, and I'm going to give uh, with, with like, this, I'm going to give disadvantage to his passive perception right now, putting his passive perception at a four. Oh, uh, he does not notice. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, Lo has, uh, it begins like kind of dancing and brushing and like lingering her hand uh, on like your chest and your cheek and everything. Um, and uh, can you make me please a wisdom saving? Uh, he can try. He's going to save and throw. Uh, uh, and if you have anything against charm. Uh, he's got nothing against charm. That, oh God, he's got a pretty good bonus as a paladin, but that, okay. he rolled a two. So that's <laughs> going to be a nine. You also have bardic inspiration still. <laughs> he, he, know, he has it, but he's not really thinking about that right now. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are fully charmed um, by Flo. Like, in not just like a, oh, this person is charming. Like, in a mechanical sense, you are charmed by Flo. Okay. That's, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, and uh, they continue dancing with you. And um, at one point, Flo just leans in and whispers. Oh. Hey, Rex, would you like to try to find somewhere a little bit quieter, more private, more secluded, somewhere where we three could be alone? Oh, you're done dancing already? Well, 
Uh, if this is... She, begins, she just kind of like grabs your hand and begins dancing backwards as if to say, I'm not done dancing. Oh, well, if it's coming from your lips, it sounds like a good idea to me. And he'll just <laughs> follow along. He is charmed. He is intoxicated. Yeah. He <laughs> hasn't really gotten a break from work in two years. So I don't think mechanically I can really do anything about this. Perfect. Uh, you are pulled into a more secluded area of the overnight oasis. You see that there are these like rooms set aside for kind of these like uh, trysts away from the main action, like these flowing diaphanous silk curtains on like in these like terrace rooms and buildings. Um, and Eugenia and Flo lead you uh, to one of these and then they drop the charm on you because consent is important and they stop moving and look at you and say, just wanted to get you off the dance floor. That's why I charmed you, but I want to make sure this is actually something you want. If this is something you're interested in, I can tell you that the two of us are very interested. Uh, Rex just sort of, for the briefest of moments, like thinks back to where his party was at. And uh, I mean, I'm sure they've got things underhand. We were here for a good time. And I mean, you're all so lovely company. I, I, I'd be remiss to turn down such an opportunity. I think I, let's, let's just live in the moment for now, shall we? Uh, you watch as both of them break into a big grin. Uh, they are ecstatic to hear that. And uh, we fade to black. Uh, and uh, we go back to the mystery bag or the bag of mystery. What did I call it? Uh, the bag of mystery prizes. There it is. Uh, so, um, you approach this skeleton with, as I said, one bag of holding in hand and another bag of holding in their chest cavity, like where the lungs should be. Um, and as you approach, he says, Oh, well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I see we got some more prospective players for the mystery bag of mystery prizes. Have any of you played this game before? No, but uh, I reckon we can figure it out. It's not a simple game, or not a complex game at all. Of course, you just reach into the bag and you pull out the slip of the paper. Whatever the slip of the paper is, you read it aloud, and then pop, bam, presto, it happens. So, fair warning, of course. Big risk, big prize. Lots and lots of potential for earnings and winnings, but also just... Be warned. Potential for some further cost. Wait, so, what do you mean by big risk? Big risk? Well, there are. How certain... do you say risk like that? Why do I say risk like that? No, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do I say risk like? So, say, you, <clears throat> you were like, <sighs> what do you mean by big risk? <laughs> How is that what you sounded like? What, what do you what do you mean, Salem? Well, it sounded like you were like flirting with risk. <laughs> yes. Are you surprised? I, I no, really not. I, I no. Yeah, that makes a large degree of sense. All right, <clears throat> lay the risk on us, big man. Of course, of course. So, 
it's a very simple game. Like I said, you, you reach in, you pull out uh, a slip of paper. Now, full honesty, I just want to tell you, uh, there's a 5% chance of earning something truly spectacular. Like, mind-blowingly good. 15% chance, a little bit of a profit. Something nice, it's not great, but it's not bad at all. A 20% chance, you're going to break even, all right? A 55% chance, there's like a, a minor inconvenience, like you might win something bad, right? You'll maybe lose your bet. But there's a 5% chance that something else happens, all right? So if you're okay with these odds, and you agree to them verbally, we can begin the game. Do you agree to these odds? Yeah. All right. Of course. Perfect. Uh, with the amount that Lisette has won, I think you've all, you've each still got one betting chip, essentially. So you can play the first round for free. Um, so with this uh, thing, it's normally a 20 gold buy-in. Um, but you reach a hand in, and then you roll a d100, and your result will tell you, tell us what you win. Is that would you like, like first go? All right. Well, I mean, why not? You're the luckier of us tonight. Unfortunately. Actually, I think Rex is. <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> Has the party even noticed that Rex has appeared? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, these guys are Salem probably well. would have normally, but uh, <laughs> not right now. Lizette's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. Gods. It's D one hundred. It's a D one hundred. Okay. I'm rolling digitally this time. All right. Ooh, <laughs> that's a ninety-seven. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, let me. Pop I'm gonna this. roll the inverse of that. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So, a oh, where is it? Uh, you pull out a slip of paper, and on the slip of paper. There is a um, like a little drawing of this looks like a masquerade style mask, um, but it's done uh, to look like a, a hawk's face. Um, and you uh, read aloud the words "one peregrine mask," um, and you are awarded a peregrine mask, which, uh, as soon as you read it aloud. Um, it appears on your face uh, like a masquerade mask. Uh, it is perfectly in tone with your dress that you're currently wearing. Um, but while wearing this winged helm, uh, you have a flying speed of 60 feet. In addition, you have advantage on initiative rolls. Uh, as this, uh, it does require attunement, but uh, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, that is really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've linked it. I linked the D and D Beyond uh, in for you, but it's uh, it's a fairly simple concept. You just get a flying speed and uh, the ability to, you know, not always roll a two on initiative. So now I can <laughs> roll a four. Hooray! Hooray! Your initiative will double, <laughs> or you'll roll just as bad, twice as much. Yeah, probably that one. Let's be real. <laughs> Oh, well, right. um, this is interesting. 
Well, big win, big win on your first game. Well, that is the big risk, big reward we like here at the mystery bag of mystery prizes. Everyone, round of applause for our new biggest winner. Uh, and he's kind of around. Give us like some applause. There are some like really drunk people. Hey, you're Ben. You did it. Woo. You're skilled. Uh, and you see a few other people who look like they tried their hand at the bag of mystery prizes and are not looking as happy for you. <laughs> Salem lifts their hand towards Lizette. Kiss for good luck. You know it. And I give Salem's hand a little kiss. Amazing. You give <sighs> Salem's hand a little kiss, and then Salem, you can roll a d100. All right. Nice, nice ASMR for you. <laughs> Uh, 48. 48. Okay. It's better uh, than I expected to roll. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, you win. Uh, you see um, like a little slip of paper and it just says five gold. Uh, and you feel in your hand five gold coins appear. Which oh. uh, you would realize like if this was a normal game and you would bet 20 gold, you would actually be out 15 total. But because you use a betting chip, you actually won five gold. Well, that's neither a large risk or a large reward. That's oh, that's, that one's right pretty much middle. exactly in the middle. I apologize, uh, you're right. It's the extremes that are the risk and the big uh, I see, I see. Yeah. You can always play again for free. Of course. Or not for free, sorry. I mean, I, well, I still have some coin on oh, me. Good. Excellent. Feel free to play as many times as you would like. What could possibly go wrong? Lizette, you'd like another go? Oh, you don't even have to ask at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you can each roll another D100. I got a good one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> got an eight. Got an... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You go first. 83. An 83. Uh, excellent. Uh, you see a little slip of paper that says 150 gold uh, and you feel a bag containing 150 gold appear in your hand. Spectacular. Look at this. Oh, Look at this, Lizette. Some coin. It's turning around for you. It is. <laughs> Made up all my money. Okay. I need you to believe me when I say this. I rolled a 98. <gasps> no! <laughs> One more than I rolled last time. What? Um, Lizette, you... Uh, I'm going to describe what appears on your person before I describe what it is. Okay. Uh, before I say what it is. You feel, like, you pull this paper out, you read aloud the words, and you feel a beautiful belt cinch around your waist. Um, your dress did not need a belt before, but now that it has appeared, uh, you know you needed this dress. It is, or this belt. It is, like, the final piece to make your outfit fully complete. It is this beautiful wide belt probably about like four inches um with a beautiful buckle of this stylized like art deco cloud um and as soon as it appears on your body you feel your limbs grow in strength as you oh my God. have been oh given God. a belt of cloud giant strength oh my god <laughs> This is why you should gamble. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, what? Anybody else want to play? 
Re- I mean, Rex is already um, in the mix somewhere else, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Rex are... is also on top of a cloud. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, well, I can't wow. stop now. <laughs> Two big wins. Wow. It is your lucky night. Doll, honey, you should not come back here more often because this luck cannot last, but good for you. That's but... spectacular, Lizette. It's like the universe is paying you back karmically for all the bullshit it's put you through. <laughs> I mean, that does actually make sense. I do deserve at least one good thing to happen to me. And you got two, actually. Yeah. You know what? You got you got at least three. At <laughs> least three? What's right, because you've got, you've got the belt and you've got the the mask and you've got Angie. Right, let's roll again. Let's do the game again. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, it takes another 20 gold. I've got the money. All right. I, just, I, I certainly have the money now. <laughs> uh, all right, back in the bag. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, that was bound to happen eventually. Okay. <laughs> um, shall I go first, or shall you? Um, why don't you go first? Great. All right. A twenty-two. A twenty-two. Okay. Uh, twenty-two is out of that five major loss. Um, so you get a drink ticket for the overnight oasis. Uh, it costs you twenty gold to get a drink ticket, ah, which appears plus... in your hand. Uh, and it's got like a little, as it appears, like little tiny, like prestidigitation, pew pew, sparklers fall off, fly off. You know, a free drink's a free drink. I'll take that right now. Oh, of course. Uh, and a waiter comes over and asks you, "What's your drink?" Oh, you know, I would, I would not mind uh, an Almanayan winter ale, please. An Almanayan winter ale? Of course. We'll have it right up. Uh, it might take just a moment. I apologize. It's, you know, not exactly the season, but of course we've got a bunch in the back. I One, apologies for the uh, for the delay. We'll throw in a little extra something just for the, the time it's going to take. Oh, you could get a drink for my friend here as well. Well, in that case, we'll call it all square. Thank you very much. Uh, and then they go and uh, they eventually come back about three minutes later with two drinks, an almond and ale for you, and just a gin and tonic for Lisa. Uh, that downs it before opening the <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you down your thing, and then you open it up, and what number did you read? Lucky number 13. <laughs> oh, 13. Uh, you uh, read the words, lose gold equal to the roll? Uh, and you watch as 13 gold disappears. Oh, that's not that bad. I was expecting, like, death or something. That's not, it's that's only not the, that big of a risk. It's only the 5% that are really bad. Oh. Yeah. Is it well, bad uh, that I want this? <laughs> Lisa, why do you want to die? <laughs> it's not that I want to die. I just want to know what the big risk is. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Walk along the ledge and, you know, just know that if you fall, you'll... You'll splatter, right? Exactly. Yeah, but or you we... could fall into spikes or into an active volcano. Like it's all different things. <laughs> but you is the is the, what you do? You want to know what you're, what's going to kill you? Is that what you want to know? Yes. 
<laughs> I, all right, I guess we can play on. I mean, you guys, I feel like that's it's I feel it's like that's tiring. probably unhealthy, honestly. <laughs> Salem, look at me. Look, yeah. look at me. What yep. about me do you think is healthy? Well, I mean, you've got a, a healthy appetite for drinks. Lizette, <laughs> like, snaps her fingers and waves down a waiter for another drink. Perfect. You wave down a waiter for another drink. They come over. What drink would you like? Um, I'm going to get a martini shaken to shit, three olives. A martini shaken to shit, three olives. Coming right up, they go over and they're back within a minute with this fantastic drink for you. One sec, there are sirens on my street. Oh. Well, and that's when Lisette was arrested. Oh no. Finally. <laughs> All of her crimes. <laughs> All right, if you're playing on, play on. All right, I'd suggest <sighs> that we do one more and then probably look for our companions. It's been quite a while. Oh. You're suggesting responsibility. Something has gone horribly wrong. But all right. Yeah, sure. I suppose. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it is, I'm assuming it's not Craig's night for rolling. No. No. What do you roll? Elliot's. Elliot's got them all. The funny I thing guess... is, is that I want to roll low to see what I happens. Know. You're, you're getting all the things that Salem would normally cheer for, and I'm getting all the things that Lizette would normally be just... Uh, in, yeah. I mean, it's still not going to be spectacular. I've only got an 11. An 11. Okay. Uh, this is actually... Uh, you get a... Uh, it says one unknown healing potion. Um, and as it appears in your hand... Uh, it is, like, in this beautiful, like, kind of glass uh, bottle um, that has just, like, the Overnight Oasis branding put on top of it. Um, and there's a little note with it that says, Will it heal you? Will it hurt you? I don't know. Drink it to find out. Uh, and you now have a dodgy healing potion, which, when you uh, consume it, you have to roll a d6 to determine if it heals you or hurts you. Okay, got it. Yep. Basically, if it's a result is even, it heals you. If the result is odd on the D6, it is. It instead heals you more harm. A gamble within a gamble. Indeed. You know, I appreciate the uh, the subtle intricacies that are at play here. Oof. All right. The last drink finally caught up to me. And our... Uh, <laughs> Our big winner so far. What'd you uh, what'd you get this time? I got a 93. Oh my god! What the hell? Wow! <laughs> uh, Lizette, you see uh, it. You pull open a uh, another slip of paper, and it just says 250 gold. Uh, and you feel a uh, well. I was gonna say it would be a heavy purse fall into your hand. But you've got a belt of cloud giant strength. This thing is nothing. It weighs literally <laughs> nothing to you right now as you feel something appear in your hand. Uh, and you've got a bag of 250 gold. Well, I mean, quit while we're ahead, right? <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Well, quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> you want to give me a lift? Oh, I would like nothing more. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, you... 
uh, end your day of gambling, you've got a little bit of information. You've got a party of gifts that are able to potentially lead you. Um, as you're walking out the door, uh, and actually at this point as well, or roughly sometime after this, uh, Rex, you and the two Celestials kind of come back into the main area. Uh, Quincy Jones, as you're about to leave, says, Oh, you're leaving so soon. I hope you enjoyed your time at the Overnight Oasis. I want to ask you, were we at all unclear in our rules uh, when you came in? Uh, who is he talking to? Uh, he's talking, let's just for the sake of this, let's say the three of you are all kind of leaving at the same time. Uh, seemed uh, fa fa fairly upfront, I think. All right, can you please list off those rules for me? Right. Oh, right, right, right. Um, uh, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, is it? And Quincy Bones looks over at the two, like Salem and Lizette, and says, I think your companion might have uh, figured out what's going on here. I haven't. I say from in Lizette's arms? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was something like a bridal carry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks over at Rex and says, maybe you can edify your companions here. What are the three rules? Uh, I'll, I'll help you out with the two, all right? I'll help you out with two. Don't kill the waiters. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. What was the third rule? Is is it too late to fulfill the third? Unfortunately, it is. Oh, uh, I mean, Rex did tip in a certain sense. <laughs> you didn't necessarily clarify what you meant by tip. Oh, tip your waiters. I don't, you can do what you want with the other patrons, but you gotta tip your waiters. And I'm sorry, but the rules were very clear. And if you do not tip your waiters, and you did it on multiple occasions, the first one we let slide, the second one, now you're cursed with death or undeath. I'm sorry, but I cannot let you leave. And that is where we're going to pick up no! next week. Oh, oh my god! god. Coming yeah. on. <laughs> Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What does Quincy Bone mean when he says he'll be cursing the heroes to a death? Can our heroes escape the nightclub of the living dead? And why, oh why, did I make one of the prizes a legendary belt of cloud giant strength? Tune in to find out! In the meantime, you can contact us via email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusek. My players were Greg Chapman, Richard Chapman, Brennan Harder, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels.
The rules were very clear. No, they were. They I just... were. I was just dumb. This is like <laughs> in high school when they give you that test that says read the whole test, and at the end, it's like you didn't have to take the test. It's, this is <laughs> this is what you just did, Marcus. <laughs> <sighs> hey, yeah. we can still teleport. <laughs> from the archives. I mean, oh uh-huh. god, yes. <laughs> Won't it just put us back out in the same place afterwards? <laughs> yeah, but it can wait a while. <laughs> uh, and Andrew didn't drink, so Andrew was able to leave, no problem. Yep. Oh god, <laughs> damn it. I was tracking it. Oh, oh no. wins again. Oh no. <laughs> I don't think Andrew even realized that he made that decision. 